0: Of Jaguars football. You're running the gun.
1: Gross. He's got Jimmy. First down, 20. There he goes. 10, 5, touchdown, win.
0: It is Thursday, January 16th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. And now, a guy whose favorite form of communication is banging on a trash can,
2: (laughs) JP.
0: Shadrick. For
2: the record, I've been out of baseball for eight years. I've been out. Welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour. JP Shadrick. Jeff Loggman. We're out to Tony Baselli. He'll be here at some point. Maybe. Maybe, maybe we'll not. We'll see. If not, <laughs> it'll be me and you. That's just fine. Here's what's coming up on the show today. We'll hear from Jaguars president Mark Lamping. He joined the Frank frangie show on 1010XL radio yesterday. We'll hear some of his comments. In response to the Times Union article that came out earlier in the week, Fernando Acosta from Pet Paradise in studio coming up about 4:15 today. We'll recap the points for Pets program happening this year. Josh Lambeau making a bunch of field goals here at home. Offensive coordinator opening. I'm going to get an answer out of you about who it's going to be. Logs.
3: Well, I kind of read the graphic that we have built yes. that Fernando is interviewing for the offensive coordinator. Opening. It's
2: amazing, right? So that's why he's here. Little-known fact: We're going to spread rumors. Championship weekend. We'll preview the games coming up this Sunday, as well. That's what's coming up on the program today. Uh, well, let's start off, with, and, and let's start <laughs> off with the introduction. Here he comes uh, in studio. You know him, you love him. Hall of Fame finalist <laughs> Tony Baselli. What's up, boys? Is finally here. Hi, Tony. How
4: that's all right. I, was to, I actually was in the building. I was talking to Danny
2: Ray. Oh, okay. I figured that's yeah,
5: what you were talking about. I hadn't, see, I hadn't seen Danny Ray since I've been traveling, so I had to go
4: give my man a hug and see yeah. how he's doing.
2: Welcome in. Yeah, welcome. Man. Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> Let's start off with the yes. biggest uh, news uh, of uh, the week, and it's the Mark Lamping comments from yesterday. It actually started earlier in the week. He met Monday evening with the editorial board for the Florida Times-Union. Some of those comments came out on Tuesday in the paper and on Jacksonville.com. Then on Wednesday, yesterday, on the Frank Frangie show, uh, Mark Lamping went on the show with Frank and the rest of the crew to explain some of those comments a little bit further, clarifying his comment on winning games.
6: What has been suggested regarding the importance we place on winning is totally inconsistent with not only what I expressed on Monday, uh, but as you know, uh, what I have said repeatedly, uh, on these airways and elsewhere, uh, including annually at our State of the Franchise, and that is you know, not only is winning the number one most important thing, but it's also number two, number three, number four, and number five.
2: And the way it was quoted in the story, at least on Tuesday, uh, a lot of the, the fans on social media and everybody out there kind of Took it and ran with that. He wanted to clarify a little bit more. Hey, it, not just winning is important, um, but there are other things to this market that have to be done as well. Not just winning games. Well, but winning is is one one through five. You heard him. I right mean, I I didn't
3: have the reaction I think that a lot of people might have had because I mean I know Mark and I know what his thoughts are and. Uh, and Mark speaks from the business side of things, and not from the football side of things. So, I so I, I, I understand his perspective. Um, I also understand some of the fans' reaction if they just if they didn't know Mark, and you just read the article, and that's all you have to go by. And and I think Mark did a great job of explaining himself on Frank's show yesterday. And I think that uh, I think the first part that he explains is: look, we're we're talking about. Having an article which probably used five or six of his quotes, that the interview lasted the course of an hour and a half, yeah, at least. And uh, and look, I, I've been there before, to where uh, you might have an interview with a with a sports writer, and then all of a sudden headlines roll out the next day, and it's like, wow, did did I just say that and that only? You know, and, and but that's where the focus sometimes goes. So uh, so look, I. I I appreciate Mark's commentary on Frank's show. I did listen to that, mm-hmm. and uh, and I thought he was on point. And uh, so, I don't. I don't know. I mean, is there any reason to, to get crazy about this?
4: No, not for. I mean, I don't think so. Because you, it's easy to take one comment out of context of a larger conversation. And obviously, winning is important. But I mean, you see where the the fans are frustrated because the team's not winning. And so they're looking for anything to fuel their rage of not winning enough football games, which is what fans are supposed to do. That is fine. But you can't, make, you can't blow this up into a major deal to take this one sentence out of the larger context of what has been consistently Mark Lamping and Shad, or Shad Khan, first and foremost, and Mark Lamping's overall message about this franchise. And the goal of the franchise is to win. Well, at the same time where you can have both is that there needs to be other ancillary things being done because of the market size that we operate in. That's not a secret. No. Not, th- not that winning isn't most important. Mark just said it. It's always been most important. And I'll go back to. Shad Khan spent $50 million of his guar- of guaranteed money to bring a quarterback in here. Now, the fact that that hasn't worked out at this point is not Shod Khan's fault. Or Mark Lamping's fault. But the commitment to win is there. Look at the dollars and cents. Look at how much they've spent on free agency. Look at the real money spent. Look at the dollars. They're up against the cap. The the fact that the people that... don't get up
3: against the cap by being cheap.
4: (laughs) The (laughs) fact that the, the, the football side of this organization has not lived up to the standard that has been set... On the business side. Based on the dollars and cents that the owner has invested... Is not Shad Khan's fault, and it is not Mark Lamping's fault. And so all Mark, how I took the comment, how I've always taken the comment, is like winning's first. We're a football organization, and winning football games is what our fans want and is what we want. But as we strive to win, we are also going to make smart business decisions to support this franchise, to make sure it is viable in this market, which, if I'm a fan, should get me more excited saying, yeah, I'm mad that our team stinks right now, and it's not okay. Fair. But at least I have an owner and a president of the organization in, in Mark Lamping that is doing everything in their power to make sure this franchise is financially
3: viable and successful in this market. Which they are doing everything they can do. Which, And, so <laughs> and to- Mark's side of things is is the business side of it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think – For people to kind of yeah, you can't get mad at him for the wins and losses. losses. I mean, you know, he he does the business side of the Jaguars, and and football is on the other side of the hallway. Mm -hmm. You know, it might it might well be might as well be across the country. I mean, because he his focus is winning the business side of things, and and Mark has done an outstanding job for this organization in so many different ways, and and I know from from our personal perspective, I mean, both Tony and I we. have been a part of this organization from the beginning that's right we've seen this organization and this franchise go through two different owners and some of the things that they have been able to do under the ownership of Shad khan and under the leadership of mark lamping has been nothing short of tremendous um some of the initiative that that they have done have been i wouldn't even have thought of doing something similar to some of the things that they've done i mean so Credit to them and uh, c- credit to some of their their creativity. And so, you know, I, I think it's exciting going forward what this organization can become from, from the business side of things with the London, London initiative. And I know that the question also was asked of Mark, you know, could there be two games? And uh, you, Yeah, you, well, let's you, see what he had to I say here. <laughs>
2: <that>. um, Mark <laughs> Lamping, right? Jaguars president. Could there be two London games in the future?
6: If one of the keys... To protecting uh, the stability of the of the Jaguars uh, here in Jacksonville required required us to do something like two home games in, in in London. Well, then we would have to we would have to have to consider that.
2: So, I mean, that, that there's his answer on the two London games
4: possibility. Sure. And, and again, you have to. I I always look at this from the big picture of what, and you look at. Um, the decisions that have been made, and what has happened since Shad uh, has been here. From a fan's perspective, it's good and bad. The stability of the organization, the amazing things that have happened around and a lot of the game day experience. I mean, Daly's place as far as, I mean, the concerts we have here now that are uh, unreal. Lot J is going to happen. Fan experience. A lot
3: of stuff has been really positive. By the way, and that's under the leadership of Mark uh, Lamping.
4: Mark Lamping. That's his job, and, and his job is to make sure this organization is financially v- stable, viable, and successful. That's his job, and so he is going to figure out how to do that job at the highest level, and it has been done, in my opinion, very well. I mean, and forget that I work here, and we're part of this organization. Just look at the evidence. Just go watch a concert in Daly's place <laughs> that wasn't here five years ago or four years ago. Just be a part of uh, the renovation and look at the renovation, the stadium, and the scoreboard, and just look at everything. Which
3: has been awesome. Amazing. I mean, the the stadium upgrades have been fantastic. great.
4: Fantastic. The the negative, if you're the fan, which I get, because at the end of the day, all that is nice, and that is all part of when Mark talks about, yes, winning is first and foremost, but we have to do more, and we're going to do more to make sure things go well. The winning part of it has not been good. Mm Mm-hmm since Shod became owner. Now, how you look at that is of your opinion. I tend to look at it as the owner's job is to give the resources and the, and the, and the tools to the people on the football side of the building for them to do their job.
3: They've had all the resources,
4: all the resources, all the tools that they need. And so now it's the responsibility where we have fallen well short of expectations, in my opinion. And I think the fans, most fans would say we want more wins. I think everyone, including anyone in this organization, we want more wins has to be better, and they have to win more football games because at the Plain end of the day, simple. that's all that matters when you're looking at a football team, and that's how you're ultimately judged at the end of the day is wins and losses. So I think some of the fans' angst that was directed on social media towards Mark was unfair but understood because they're just mad. They want to win because that's, at the end of the day, that's what they care about more than anything. And that hasn't happened.
2: I think they should get mad at J.P. Stand in line. <laughs>
6: Everybody's
2: uh, mad at me. Uh, you mentioned some of the other projects. Lot J is next on the docket. Here's what Lamping had to say about that project coming up.
6: We're in a really good position. We're closer than we've ever been, but we still need to finalize an agreement uh, with the mayor's office. We're getting very close. We're not there yet, but getting very close. And then following that, it needs to go to uh, the, uh, uh, the DIA board and then ultimately, and most importantly, it needs to go in front of the city council. So there needs to be consent along, along, along that entire route. But we expect that uh, we'll have groundbreaking this spring. We think the construction process is going to take three and a half to four years. We wish we could snap our fingers and have the uh, lot be done tomorrow but we
2: can't. So the uh, the viaduct coming off the Hart Bridge is would be part of the, uh, a separate project, but probably come a little before that. The, you'll see the, the beginning stages of that. That's a city project. This would be a t- separate project from that. But it all kind of combines into one big mm-hmm. deal here. So that's coming up in the next few months. It's exciting to see um, hopefully some shovels in the ground pretty soon. Well, hopefully the the proper steps get taken and,
3: uh, and they get rocking and rolling. You know, and I know it's probably going to be a little bit of an inconvenience. Uh, uh, that's usually where I
6: park. Or parking and, yeah, tailgating <laughs> and the whole deal. You're, not
4: very, you're parking. not very self-serving there at all. <laughs> I'm just wondering where am I yeah. going to park at. Maybe they'll put us with the players. <laughs> right. I don't think yeah. so. I doubt it, but we can ask.
2: So, um, our courtesy to um, – Frank Frangie show for all the audio. Mark Lamping on the phone yesterday with Frank and his entire crew, and uh, the full visit available on 1010XL's webpage, 1010XL.com. Let's come back in a moment. Fernando Acosta Rua from Pet Paradise joins us in studio. A little later, we'll get into the offensive coordinator search and preview championship weekend in the NFL. This is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
7: Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free. Crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly.
4: Geico presents, oh boy, another voicemail from your roommate.
7: Hey, I got some bad news. Someone broke into our apartment and they took your TV and your computer. But what's most upsetting is they took my water bottle oh wait there it is (laughs) i was really worried for a second (laughs) oh they took your stereo too the
4: geico insurance agency could help keep your personal property protected like if your roommate is only worried about her
1: two dollar aluminum water bottle visit geico.com to see how easy it is to switch and save on renter's insurance
8: whether you're driving to a jaguars game or on the way to work when you see flashing lights please move over if you can't move over a lane slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles and the Florida Highway Patrol.
0: Hey, Jax fans. You know green chili makes everything taste better. And our friends at 505 Southwestern make the good stuff. Flame roasted, premium quality. It's the famous Hatch Valley Green Chili in glass jars, not in tin cans. Try this idea. Mix some 505 Green Chili into your favorite salsa and add some kick. Or use 505 as a guacamole starter. You'll love 505 Southwestern.
3: You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring. And Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide.
9: At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience, so members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA.
2: Happy Hour continues. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, Jeff Logan will be back shortly. Fernando Rua from Pet Paradise, president and CEO with us. What's up? How are you hey, doing? Good, are you good. good. Thanks for having me here again. Good to
5: see you. man. Good it's to- been
2: a little bit, but glad to have you back.
5: No, thanks for having me.
2: So 2019 season, how did it go for Pet Paradise in the stadium here? The dog park, everything uh, seemed to be another hit again.
5: It was good. So we had points for pets with Josh Lambeau. So every home Field goal he made, we donated $3 to a local charity yeah. and also $3 for the, uh, the person that signed up. So he hit 17 field goals this year. He didn't miss any. At home. At home. Yes. So it was for home games. We donated uh, a little over $50,000 to three local charities. So Florida Urgent Rescue, Jacksonville Humane Society, and First Sisters, which is Josh Lambeau's uh, charity where he got his dog from.
2: Very cool. That's uh, that's really good stuff. And he had a great year. It's a great year to, to pick Josh Lambeau to do a, a charitable donation, I guess, right? Yeah. He was making field goals all year long.
5: No, he did. He had an incredible year, 33 of 34, which yeah. is really unheard of. But uh, And he's been a great fan for us, and he's a big dog and pet person, so he's been a great person to be associated with Pet Paradise.
4: All right, for now, i got a question about the, about the uh, dog park up there. Is, yeah. that, what, is that what we call it? Is that right, dog
5: park? Dog park. Dog park. I yeah. want to
4: make sure I use the terminology, right? How many, how many dogs on a game day can you guys hold up there?
5: So we can hold anywhere from 20 to 30 dogs up there. So during the course of the season, we'll have 200 to 300 dogs that go through there. So if you, I don't know if you've been up there, but there's a. I've seen.
4: A, I've been up there not when it's full of dogs. Not full. So, no. <laughs> yeah. No. I'm, so, I'm on the radio, so right, right. Yeah.
5: Well, we
2: need to send you over there to do some uh, in-game correspondence. Yeah, maybe great. interview some of the dogs. It might be more interesting.
6: <laughs>
5: <laughs> no, there's a swimming pool up there, and uh, big play areas, and and uh, palm trees, and it really really shows what the brand is about in a smaller way. It's about two thousand square feet. This year we put a pod up there because sometimes it gets really hot, especially those September yeah. games. So we have air conditioning and um, we can get them out of the the weather and cool them down for a bit and circulate them around.
4: And and so if I if I have a dog, which I don't, but if yeah. I had a dog and wanted the dog to come on game day, is there like a process I sign up? Because I imagine there has to be a waiting list. Or a lot of people want to bring their dogs on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, you, you have to leave them at home. Rover can have a good time and hang out. I yeah. Mean, so. No, well, all dogs are named rover, rover right? all
5: yeah. of them fido rover <laughs> yeah. yeah all that yeah no so you would come by pet paradise first of all to do a temperament test because it's not really he uh, <laughs> uh, probably don't want any
4: <laughs> yeah that i was going to say something but i won't yes that'd be smart temperament
5: T- temperament test and, and a lot of them are existing customers so our staff they already no. know them and um, some of them come multiple times uh josh's dog has been up there several times lana and um we've got we had a lot of dogs that come up there but yeah so they come in for a temperament test they can sign up online is what we did this year and like you said there are a lot of people that want to come but um about 20 to 30 a game
4: can you do a temperament test on my kids because I, i'm not sure <laughs> Which one for the studio yeah. I think. oh one. you're in the studio yeah. like when i said interviewing them would be more interesting <laughs> because the mentality of some of us is about the same level of right. the dog right yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, Fernando Casarudo is from uh, Pet Paradise. This is this whole thing started in Jacksonville. I mean, it was a, a one, two, three local Jacksonville, North Florida area locations, and now there's what over a thousand employees in nine different states. Is that right? No,
5: that's right. We started. We opened the first prototype in 2004 at Jacksonville Airport. And today we have 36 in operation and another seven under construction. So we'll finish the year this year with 43 and then another eight to 10 the the next year. So we're poised to really double in size in the next three years, three to four years. So today we're about 1,200 employees in in nine states. About 50% of our business is here in the state of Florida. So we're in high growth areas and it's just been a great um, market for us it's been I've been in it now 16 years it feels that just started a few years ago so it's been a lot of fun and it's a lot of opportunity a lot of growth we're doing new things we, we just started veterinary services so we started primarily just boarding then day camp became big and now we're in veterinary services so the, the whole industry has really expanded a lot and people are spending a lot more on their pets and treating them like family members
4: yeah i, I had a, f- a good friend that sends their dog and he, they said i'm sending the dog to day camp and i said day camp like what, so, like, what happens at day camp for a dog I, and I mean, it's because it's a pretty new, it's a newer concept, you know, that's kind of spreading all over America.
5: Yeah, so when people, if they have a pet and they're going to work, um, you can't leave your dog at home, or a lot of dogs you can't leave at home all day. So they'll drop them off in the morning. It's just like child daycare. You can drop off at 6.30 in the morning, pick up after work at seven. And we have a lot of people that come every day for day camp. So it's a big part of the business and allows people to have pets, but also work. And now when you have, uh, families where the husband and wife both work. It's a very convenient, um, think to have your pet there and he's exercised and you pick him up and he's tired, which is always a good thing.
4: You did like build like segments for these dogs, like based on their personality, because like, like JP and I would not be good at day camp together. (laughs) You'd have to like fence us off because we
2: wouldn't work very well together. No, that's the good looking dogs are on
5: this side of the fence.
2: (laughs) Or the bald dogs
4: are over there. (laughs) Guys with hair over here. Um, (laughs) Like how would you, like, how does that work?
5: Yeah. And it is, it's back to temperament testing. So you have different groups. So you'll have, The smaller guys, we actually have areas now called Tiny Town, which is all for just small dogs. So, because you don't want the small dogs with the big dogs. And then you have some of the more active dogs will be in groups. And then some of maybe the older dogs that are more laid back will be in different groups. So, yeah, we do know the temperaments of all the dogs and we put them in the uh, appropriate groups to play together. So there's a lot of free work that you, you do with that. Fernando
2: Acasarua with us. You have a football background as well, right? Uh, A little bit, yeah. Do we need to delve into that today? Punter. uh, Punter at Florida. Right. Yeah, yeah. When was the last time you kicked a football?
5: I kicked a football at this thing they did over at at the indoor practice facility. Um, That was the first time. That was probably two years ago. Did you pull your hamstring? No, but I kind (laughs) of eased up on it because I knew I was going to. And that was the first time I kicked a ball in probably – I don't know, 10, 15 years. And the, a guy I work with, uh, our VP of real estate, is a guy named Brian Franco, and he used to kick for the for Penn State. So we wow. did this kick, pass, and punt thing, and, and that was uh, the last time. But no, I haven't. So I as a former punter. Yeah.
4: You know, because, like, when Logan Cook goes out there, most people go get a beer, you know, they're hanging out, talking. Like, it's a punt. It's he's, not good when the punter comes he's to the, the punter, field, right? You don't but do you, like, get excited when the punter comes out because of being a pass punter?
5: <laughs> I don't know about excited, but I, I'll watch it, you know, when any kicker or punter comes out there. I do like Logan Cook when yeah. you see I mean, how, he's great. Big, he's how, amazing. how big he is and how just how much power and whip he gets. But, no, I do watch the kicking game. I always cheer for the – for the field goal kickers, um, unless it's going to beat us at the very end, that's the one time I don't. But um, yeah, no, I do focus in on the the kicking and punting probably more than most people. A
2: pretty cool. Soft spot for Josh Lambo. He's your spokesperson. Yeah, it works yeah. It's yeah, it's with okay. You guys. It works no, out great, and it's been a, a great partnership, uh, sh- certainly with Josh. And I know um, it's been a successful program. Points for pets. Fifty grand to local it's, charities. That's awesome. It's really good. It's unbelievable. Great, dog park, great corporate partner. Dog park in the stadium and everything. Visit PetParadise.com for all the details.
5: Always great to see you, man. Yeah, you too. JP and Tony, thanks a lot. Thanks for having me here. Fernando,
2: thanks. He good stuff right there. Fernando Rua. back in a moment. We'll get into the offensive coordinator search. Are you interviewing for
5: this? No. <laughs> oh, <okay>. I'm <laughs> too busy with the
2: canines yeah. and yeah. felines. <laughs>
5: he <wants> be,
4: <laughs> if we ever get a punter coach, he can yeah. come and we coach the punter. We yeah. could do that. Back yeah. with
2: more in a moment. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
7: Tito's Handmade Vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free. Crafted in Austin, Texas to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly.
1: There's a chance your local GEICO agent has the same affinity for dad jokes as you. What do you call a fake noodle?
9: I don't know. Maybe an impasta. Oh, so cheesy. Ah, did it great on you. Yeah,
1: you really shredded me. (laughs) But there's a better chance your local GEICO agent could help you out with auto, homeowners, renters, or condo insurance. Motorcycle, boat, or RV insurance, too. They'll work hard to provide sound advice and significant savings. You don't need to share a love for paternal puns to do that local GEICO agents. Call or visit yours today. There are a lot of SUVs on the road today, but many SUVs lack in sport and utility, not Ford SUVs. Because Ford SUVs offer intelligent four-wheel drive, not to mention ruggedness and versatility. Which means you can drive it like an SUV is meant to be driven. And you can drive it like a Ford.
8: Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights, please move over. If you can't move over a lane, slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit. You can protect those who help you on the road. From law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers, they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving. See lights? Please move over. Brought to you by the Florida Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles, and the Florida Highway Patrol.
0: Hey, Jax fans, you know green chili makes everything taste better. And our friends at 505 Southwestern make the good stuff. Flame roasted, premium quality. It's the famous Hatch Valley green chili in glass jars, not in tin cans. Try this idea. Mix some 505 green chili into your favorite salsa and add some kick. Or use 505 as a guacamole starter. You'll love 505 Southwestern.
1: Jags fans, TIAA Bank is ready to be your home team for home lending. Whether you're looking to buy a new home or refinance your current one, we have the nationwide expertise and competitive rates, along with a wide range of mortgage solutions to help you achieve your home lending goals. Team up with a TIAA Bank mortgage expert today. Visit TIAABank.com slash lending team. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, Equal Housing Lender,
6: the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back,
2: Jaguars Happy Hour. JP Shadrick, Jeff Loggeman, back, back with us, well, Tony Buselli, and that uh, wasn't me. I don't know. All start, Joe. I mean, thank you. Five yard penalty. Our thanks to Fernando Acosta, Ru Pet Veradice for joining us, and uh, yeah, what a year it was! Fifty thousand dollars to yeah, charities cool. with all the Lambo fuel goals, and um, you know, I was wondering. I was, wondering, next, and I was I sitting there,
3: you know, and I, I bowed out to uh, to allow him to sit here and talk with you guys, and I was sitting there wondering this temperament test. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I, I, I want to take it. Well, the reason. Yeah, what well, if you fail? What failed? I'm thinking
3: is, you so know, the, the Combine has... I wouldn't be allowed to go to Pet Paradise, I guess. I mean, the Combine has, you know, 40-yard dash times. They have uh, intelligence tests. They have psychological, they have psychological tests. psychological that, that, tests. That, that, yeah. Well, how about a temperament well, test? Well, I think that's a psychological
2: test. Basically. I don't think it's so. About the same thing. I
3: don't think so. I think it's more of a try-to-find-out-if-you're-going-to-be-like-some-serial-killer-type-stuff. <laughs> yeah. I want to find. I mean, if you want, I want to find out about a guy's football temperament,
2: the Wonderlic, like that kind of thing. That's no, a different, the Wonderlic is, is not a it, temperament. I that. That's an is intelligence the, test. JP, okay. I,
3: I can tell you, JP, I played. I played football with some guys that have been really smart, and they had the temperament to to grow flowers. And then I've played with some guys on the other opposite, and couldn't of that. write their name down. They couldn't write their name down, and they had a temperament to play football twenty four seven. And, uh, and then some that were incredibly smart and had the temperament to play ball too. But I mean, it, there's no rhyme or reason. But if you could find out a way to evaluate football temperament, well, that, or you, you could really you know, be
4: an even better what, thing you could measure is.
3: What do you think, let me ask you a question real he, quick yeah. before you want to measure. <laughs> okay. John Osher, what do you think his football temperament might have been?
4: Uh, what is it on a scale like zero to a hundred? What do we doing? Yeah, 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 Burp, yeah, yeah. Zero to a hundred. Minus two. <laughs> two. <laughs> wow. Negative. <laughs> uh, okay. I, I think you know the other thing when you talk about temperament tests and all that stuff, a great measuring stick if you could ever figure out how to test for it or to measure uh, uh individuals' ability to be a pro. To take where foot, the importance of football. Mm-hmm. And and it being a priority, and make in that they live their lives making decisions around being a pro, because that is the one consistent of almost all uh, or a a majority of guys who are successful in this league. Especially the ones who aren't just uber talented. Yeah, they get it. They are pros. They get it. They understand. About how to prepare commitment, how the to preparation, get ready, how to everything. handle themselves in the off season, how to handle themselves in season, how to be a pro in the locker room, how to approach practice, prep, all those things is so critical. Uh, I'd rather test for that than temperament.
3: No, I hear you. I hear you because that would kind
4: of Osher could be <clears throat> maybe a two. On that. So, what would you say? Uh, I don't know. What would you say? Like, of,
2: be higher than that. Of oh, the Jaguars mean. roster, who would, like, be some of the highest-graded football temperament guys right now? Like pros? Yeah, like guys who are pros. And pros and like pro, we're, like, ta-
3: we're talking about being a pro evaluation or temperament?
2: Temperament and pro. Like I mean, two it, separate it, things.
3: And, I, and, I'll, and I'll give you kind of the extremes probably on, on, for each of those. Temperament? Yes. Give me Ngakwe's temperament all day, right? all day long. Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, once he goes out on the field, he's ball about ball, hundred percent committed. But he's also around. a
4: pro because he's preparing himself every, all he year round. Like he Calais is both. Like Calais would be up a there pro. On Calais, the pro. I,
3: I would put as a as a guy and for for being a young guy now. Ngakwe is is a total pro, but I mean, look. The guys that are, are advanced pros, are the guys that have been around the block and that have learned through trial and error and a lot of mistakes in some cases, to learn how to be a pro, and Calais is like the ultimate pro. I mean, right? I mean, I mean, there's nobody better. No, the guy Than that's that, a pro that can, being a pro. That's right.
4: Yeah. Another guy who's a pro who really prepares, and you can tell he it's important to him. He's ready every Sunday. Is Trey Herndon? Mm-hmm. Just look how he preps his. His approach to the
3: game. Keeps his mouth quiet. Just, uh, goes everything to work. you
4: hear around the locker room, everything you hear from the coaching staff, uh, you know his preparation is A+. plus. Uh, he's ready to play game day. He plays his tail off. Go watch him play. I mean, you know, is he the best corner in the NFL? No. But does he maximize his ability?
3: You can win with guys like and that. And
4: is he a starter in this league at the yes. corner position?
2: Absolutely. The answer is yes. It's an inter- interesting thought. It really is. Temperament test mm-hmm. for Jaguars radio. There's been some guys
3: You'd now, fail. Uh, but I, and, I'll, and I'll give you the ultimate temperament fail in Jaguars Ooh, history.
2: history. Oh, I can't history. wait for this.
3: <laughs> Matt Jones. Matt Jones would yeah. fail. I, I, I just I, I, I remember I, that dang. pass that he caught.
4: It just wasn't important to him either. And,
3: and he cowered expecting to just get hammered, and nobody was there. And he just kind of goes down to the ground. I mean, Yeah, but the, I, I don't – yeah. That,
4: that was one a play. bad example. Of bad taking, example, but was it
2: important to him either? No, it wasn't important
3: yeah. to him. I mean, other things were.
2: Weed. Yeah. And, well – uh, okay. Whatever, <laughs> things what we that weren't too good much detail, to be a good football player, whatever, all, was whatever, not, whatever I, it was. We I'm all the, know.
3: I'm divorcing myself from that last conversation. <laughs> the, the reports <laughs> we found out later that he had some run-ins <laughs> with the to sell, like. for recreational drugs, or we should properly turn that, for drugs of abuse. I mean, the recreational yeah. angle doesn't seem to have a proper terminology. <laughs>
4: like recreational angle? <like. laughs> At the, like the park yeah like Pick up like basketball, go for a stroll
3: for a park yeah we're just going out and <laughs> strolling the park yeah with a little coke and a little weed yeah whoa
4: whoa, whoa. whoa.
3: I mean that's not no I, that should be termed
2: differently am yeah, I right
4: No, I, yeah I mean
2: you're not wrong.
4: I'm not sure where we're going. I don't we, know I'm why worried. we're going down this path. Let's talk about Flippo. Oh. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's. let's <laughs>
2: speaking of offensive players, we go to offensive coordinator, and the Jaguars do not have one currently. Uh, John Flippo and the Jaguars uh, mutually agreed to part ways late last week, and that job is still open for the Jaguars I read currently. Flippo took a job with the Chicago Bears as quarterback's yeah. coach pretty quickly. I read an
3: article that said he got fired.
2: I mean, well, and, the and the Jaguars
3: released the statement that said that they've I'm agree, just telling you what they agreed announced. to part ways. The, the
4: statement said mutually agreed to part ways. Jeff, do you think he mutually agreed to part ways or he's
3: fired? Um, well, if you're a betting man based on if I was a betting man, entertainment purposes well, we, only. Yeah, because well, here's he's the deal: He's never lasted more than a year as an offensive coordinator well, anywhere. And here's the thing
4: if you leave on your own. You then could argue whether his contract that he was owed this year, which was a lot more than a quarterback coach would make, would not have to be honored Mm -hmm. if you're fired.
3: Mm -hmm. We got to pay it.
4: The team has to pay it. So, if you were John D. Filippo, are you leaving without knowing you're getting that money paid?
3: Um, if I've been fired every year for the last couple of years, I would probably not want to have an official firing added to my resume, and I would probably bypass the guaranteed money, so
4: to say, save a little
3: bit of reputation. Coordinators
4: make one five. Quarterback coaches make five hundred. Mm-hmm. Million dollar difference on mm-hmm. average. i mean mm-hmm. throwing averages out there. Mm-hmm. So for a million dollars, million and a half, two million, something so, like that. So for the delta of a million dollars, you'd say, oh. I'd rather just say I'd be Personally,
3: I mean, I mean for me yeah, yeah. I mean fire me all day long. Yeah, thank oh, you. Well. Exactly. Okay. Just <laughs> want to make i sure. look, I'm, I'm working my tail off, <laughs> you know, to be sure. a good coordinator. I just wanna make you sure. Know? If you don't want me, fire me. Yeah, I'm just making but sure. but if I'd been fired like a couple times in well, every year that I've ever been a coordinator. Or just t- twice. Well, every year that I've been a coordinator. <laughs> twice. <laughs> that's, mm-hmm. that's every year then I might rethink uh, the terms of my uh, of my departure and maybe make it a little bit more amicable.
4: Yeah, everyone knows. Anyway, I'm just saying. Uh, were you surprised?
3: Um Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Tony,
4: were you? I would uh no. Yes and no. No, it doesn't surprise me because I don't think everything you hear it just wasn't working. Um, and I'm not even making a, any judgment of John D. Filippo as a coordinator or not. Just it didn't feel like a fit, and um, so that that's why it didn't surprise me. I wasn't predicting this was going to happen or anything like that, but it didn't surprise. Like, when I read that, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Now, what is interesting to me is trying to find a replacement when you are really on a one-year prove-it deal as a coaching staff.
3: That's, then that's, I, I did talk about this uh, a couple of days ago, and, and my comment on that was because of the situation, mm-hmm. I think you're probably going to be able to get and attract a guy who's been around the league for a while, who's not looking to climb the ladder, who's climbed the ladder already, is happy being a coach, is happy being He's a out. coordinator. He's out. He He's wants been to get fired, back in. Been fired already. Been there, done He's that. He's got some skins on the wall. Does he, maybe. Doesn't, doesn't care. But he just wants to get back He's in. wants to get but something But wants to be a, a coordinator. Sure. Yeah. You know, and, and maybe uh, – uh, somebody that hasn't been out for long, maybe somebody that was recently fired this past year. There, There's some offensive coordinators available. Hey, Logs. You want to give us like a name? Who?
4: You want to give a name, Jeff? You're, uh, you Munkin. You seem, seem to be
3: pointing to a couple. Well, I mean, Munkin's a guy that was an offensive coordinator in Cleveland, although yeah. he didn't call plays. Right. Uh, and he well, interviewed here before, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Um, That's not role. Uh, look at every staff that, that just got changed, um, and then look at – Coordinators that got fired during the season last year. Wizen Hunt was one of those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, so there's guys. I mean, heck, look at what the Miami Dolphins did. Bringing Chan Gailey. Chan Gailey. Now that surprised me. That didn't surprise me.
4: Out for two years like that? Three and years. 2016. He's a good offensive a I'm not saying he's not good, but when you're out that long, Chan Gailey's
3: been a really good offensive coordinator. That
4: one surprised me. And Chan is a good offensive coordinator. I'm just surprised that him out that long wanted to get back in. He's been at it for a long
2: time too. Yeah, yeah, no,
4: he's not. But but my my point was about somebody that would be
3: interested in that position, somebody like a Chan Galli or like a Wilson Hunt. Sure, he wants to get back. They've been around and and they just want to coach and uh, and they realize what the deal is because they all they've been there, they've done that, they've been through it, and it doesn't surprise them or doesn't. They've got thick skin. Put it that way. they've already got thick skin.
4: The other interesting thing is, so D. Filippo comes in. New system comes in.
3: Worked with Nick Foles before. Yes. Worked
4: with Nick Foles. But just an overall new system. Now, uh, my guess is changed a lot of the language and terminology that Nathaniel Hackett used.
3: Changed everything.
4: I mean, they. Uh, I, mean, I was assuming. Uh, uh, yes. yes. Okay. Changed everything. Now you have, you're bringing a new coordinator that's going to do it again. And by the way, you are in a one-year it deal as a staff. And so you have zero time, and they still haven't hired anyone. So this individual has to come in, teach all the staff. And are you going to, if you hire one of these,
3: or do do you learn,
4: or do you, or do you learn, or if you hire one of these guys, what happens when he says, "Hey, the only way I'm coming, I want to bring these two guys with me"? Well, you got a couple openings. You have one really. Um, mm. you have an offensive assistant, yeah, John Donovan, and, and you a quarterback's have quarterback. coach. But I'm saying a couple. But sometimes these guys want to bring in. Hey, I got a um, whatever line coach, wide receiver coach. Whatever, just pick one. Yeah, and I, for me to come in, I need him to come with me. How does that work? Oof. I mean, so there's just a lot of stuff. How about is, how
3: about promoting from within? Did you promote? Well, who would Keenan? Do you has been around a while.
4: Sure, Mike Keenan's uh, a very good coach. Never coordinated, but if you're Doug Marone, do you want to say Ron Middleton? I'm going to put all my Ron eggs. Ron be
3: an offensive Possibly. coordinator. Does Robisky
2: want that anymore, or is he?
3: Uh, I don't get that impression. Would no, Terry? but if you, but here's the right. thing:
4: if you're Doug, and this is a one year, we have to win to keep our jobs. Do you, and I'm not saying Keenan wouldn't be great. I think Keenan's a great coach. I've said before I think he could be a head coach one day. I think he's an outstanding mm-hmm. teacher commands respect, I really – he's a great teammate, but I respect him for what he's done. But if you're Doug, do you want to take your chances of giving a first-year guy who's never coordinated again and saying, we're throwing all our eggs in the basket right here?
3: Yeah, which typically <laughs> – I a, mean, that's – I a, mean, I'm just saying that's it, a lot of – Typically, what for, for a guy like Keenan to advance to an offensive coordinator position, it's more likely to happen to where – You had an offensive coordinator. You've been really good on offense. The offensive coordinator leaves to take an advancement as a head coach, and and he's just going to further the system. You're going to bring him right up to continue that train moving along, you know, versus the situation uh, they're in. Exactly.
4: And so it's just interesting. And then that we haven't even spoke to the fact now you have a bunch of players, including a second-year quarterback, Mm -hmm. that right now, in my opinion, is the leading candidate to be the starter. Going in next year, mm-hmm. that has to learn an entire new system mm-hmm. after just learning one for He'd the first. He's done time it before year. many times. I'm not saying he can't, well, that's a good point. Yeah. In college, so. like his tenth different. <laughs> <system>. <laughs> he'll be good at it, I guess. No problem. Afraid. Maybe that's why. Maybe he'll be better because he <laughs> will just keep on learning new systems. <laughs> but it's just interesting. So, long way of saying, not surprised, but interesting on timing. Interesting at being the last year. Interesting to see who they get, uh, knowing the, the current situation here. With the ball club of having to win this I, year, I
3: will say that uh, uh, Flip was pretty unique, and that I've never seen an offensive coordinator have a weekly press conference that he has an opening statement every week. That was pretty unique. He did. He did. He he would have like a an opening statement every. You never watched it
2: it would start he, every week with you never watched it. i i hope i hope, watched some of it i watched everybody's <laughs> <laughs> hope everybody's having a good day that was his first line every week
3: and then he would he would go I wa- through <laughs> some general um, I watched clips. topics that he would want to cover
2: yeah, i watched clips
3: but i mean most coordinators typically go to the podium and go hey guys on, uh, me. fire away and he would go to the podium, hey uh, appreciate you guys being here and then he would go on to talk about some things that he wanted to cover and then he would kind of open it up for questions it was very uh very different very kind of like I mean, a head coach. I mean, there are worse does things. That. I mean,
2: like you know, no, he could I'm not. Look, I'm not criticizing. No, it sounds like you're being I'm very just critical.
3: Saying, <laughs> no, 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 not being critical <laughs> at all. I'm just saying it was very different. <laughs> it was very different, and I, I appreciated some of his comments. And that look, uh, I think as a coach, a lot of times you get up there in front of the, the media, and a lot of times you get taken to where the questions take you. So I mean, I do appreciate that he would he would cover some topics that he wanted to cover. And so, uh, and that's actually a pretty smart way of doing it.
2: Before the questions direct you in a certain way, you mentioned Gardner Minshew. His trek across America continues. He was flying jets the other day. He was. Yeah. On Instagram. You, oh, you're following? And on uh, Instagram. If you're watching on Jaguars.com, there he is with the Thunderbirds in Vegas. Sweet. Um, they they painted his name on the cockpit and everything. So he was flying nine Gs. Unbelievable. Mm. Um, he had a, a series of pictures. With the Thunderbirds this week. And good That's stuff. Check him out. Cool. At Gardner Minshew 5 on Instagram if you want to follow along with Gardner's trek across America in an RV. Hmm. Is he by himself? Do he have people with him? I, I've deal? seen some people in the photos off and on, kind of like gathering the, people as he goes. Let me ask you this. Uh, if
3: you were traveling across the country and you were young and single, who, who would your traveling party be?
4: Um. I mind about you. <laughs>
3: I'm not asking for specific no, I, names, but no, I'm like, I, I bring some buddies. We, we have some buddies. Yeah, right? that's my point. That's he uh, going. Z- yeah, I, mean, I would bring single if it was me. You're young, single, single some guy. Buddies,
4: if, you know. When I was young, married, I'd have brought maybe Angie some girls. With me. I mean, you know, of course, hey, of course. My, But I'm single and I haven't met Angie yet. Um, <laughs> I'm going to take my buddies and, and I mean, take, you were some, take some thirteen buddies, you didn't and, know then, and then, and
3: then the, look, there may be other no, buddies. <laughs> no, I'm just, for the a, trip. I'm I'm just taking. Leg. I'm taking my oh, good right? friends, and we're gonna hit the Why road not?
4: and see what comes. See what America has to offer. See right? what America, yeah. like, What kind of food we can eat, and mm. places we can go, and mm-hmm. jets we can fly. Jets we can fly, yeah. and yeah. all that. Jeff would be shooting things. I'd be playing golf, and we'd have a good old time. I, I, I could play. We should golf. all
2: get in an RV next summer and do the same thing. No, and, what, <laughs> no, and no? Put, it,
3: put it on Instagram and have yeah. no, your First and all, Tony's well, yeah. ten followers to see how
2: boring. Our trip would be the
4: three of us going across the country.
3: I can tell you, I mean, one Jeff thing. and I are both
4: like old married
2: men. Yeah.
3: From a food and we well, eat well point, it might be yeah, world champion. But, yeah.
2: but it'd all be about four hundred. Right after dinner, you, the, the Instagram cameras would done. shoot
4: to Jeff and I on the phone, saying, talking to our kids and our wives, and We're saying done. good night. That's
2: it. <laughs> all all right. right, let's come back. All right, let's um, do that. championship weekend. The uh, Pro Football Writers' Rookie Awards are out. A couple yeah. of Jaguars named on the all-rookie team this year. Cool the stuff. Upcoming schedule in the offseason. That's all ahead. It's Jaguars' happy hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.
7: Tito's handmade vodka is America's original craft vodka. In 1995, Tito Beverage set out to build a micro-distillery incorporating elements of artisan craftsmanship from boutique wineries into the spirits industry. Pot distilled and made from corn, Tito's is naturally gluten-free, crafted in Austin, Texas, to be savored by spirit connoisseurs and everyday drinkers alike. For Tito's recipes, infusion ideas, Tito's swag, or to learn more about our story, visit titosvodka.com. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, crafted to be savored responsibly.
8: Whether you're driving to a Jaguars game or on the way to work, when you see flashing lights please move over if you can't move over a lane slow down 20 miles per hour below the speed limit you can protect those who help you on the road from law enforcement and other first responders to utility and tow truck drivers they all need you to be at the top of your game while you're driving see lights please move over brought to you by the florida department of highway safety and motor vehicles and the florida highway patrol jags fans
0: Like working outdoors and want better pay and benefits? Superior Fence and Rail is seeking full-time fence installers who can provide first-class customer service. Recognized as a best place to work on the First Coast, they'll train you to work with their professional team and provide you with all the tools you'll need to be a top-notch installer. Get off the fence. Call Superior Fence and Rail today and start your career. Hey, Jax fans, you know green chili makes everything taste better. And our friends at 505 Southwestern make the good stuff. Flame roasted, premium quality. It's the famous Hatch Valley green chili in glass jars, not in tin cans. Try this idea. Mix some 505 green chili into your favorite salsa and add some kick. Or use 505 as a guacamole starter. You'll love 505
6: Southwestern.
2: Jaguars get ready for game day with a powerful noise-canceling technology of Bose QuietComfort 35-2 headphones. Learn more at Bose.com slash Jaguars. Bose, the official headphones of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagum, and Tony Baselli, The Doug Marone Show coming up at the top of the hour on the Jaguars is radio Doug, network. Is Doug, is Doug coming? He's at the East-West yeah, trying. He's, no, that's he's right. down at the Shrine. Yeah, he's
4: working. That's right.
2: All Star Game. That's right. It's coming up uh, Saturday. The practices have been all week, and then next week it's Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. Practices Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and the game next Saturday. Mm-hmm. So, a big couple you're, of weeks Here You're we going are. to Senior Bowl, right? Yeah, we'll be at the Senior. i will actually going to the Shrine Bowl too. I'm calling that one, and then uh, we'll we'll cover practice for the Senior Bowl all week next week Good. on Jaguars.com. We'll be back Thursday in time for this program next
3: week. Though the uh, Shrine Bowl, when I played in it, was in Palo Alto. Yeah, East West Shrine, Palo okay. Alto. Yep. And uh, then I played in the in the Blue Gray. Is the Blue Gray Christmas, even still no, around? Christmas Day Dead Bowl.
2: Hmm. <laughs> right. It's not. A, it, I think it's changed to like a high school game now or something. They still call it the Blue Gray, but it's but not it's high school. It's not on, and it's not, it's not a Christmas not a college Day. game. It used to be Christmas Day in Montgomery. Yeah, yeah. I was there for that. Yeah. I bet you that was fun.
3: <laughs> 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 Not fun.
6: Golly. Tell I, mean,
3: what, I will say the East-West yeah. Shrine game was uh, was epic. It was. I mean, it was awesome. We had – You um, want to explain how? that would be great. Well, can first, you? First of all, huh? Are you, why, you yeah, yeah, radio I could, friendly? I can keep it clean. Okay, okay, yeah, well, sure. well, first of all, we had a, <laughs> oh, a great group of guys on the team that we had a great time working together in the daytime and in the nighttime.
2: Okay. And uh,
3: we had – rental cars available to us. <laughs>
4: that's, a tr- that's a mistake. <laughs> which, Trust me, which, people, uh, that's a mistake. We
3: had keys to a rental van. That's a bigger mistake. So we had a pretty good contingent that, uh, that we would go out and have a great time. And uh, I'm not going to name names or anything, but we had a great time. And I will say that our coaching staff, and one of them in particular, wanted to hear the story every day the next morning, and that was Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy wanted to hear all about it. What'd you guys do? Where'd you go? Tell me about it. He wanted to hear a whole story. And he was actually He was the Miami coach then, right? He was the Miami coach and it was right before he got the job with the Dallas Cowboys and he wasn't the head coach. Mike Godfrey, who was the head coach ah, at Pitt. Yeah. Was the head coach of our e squad, and then Jimmy was an assistant. And then soon after that, Jimmy got the head job with the Dallas Cowboys.
4: <laughs> you were ninety-two draft. 92. That was nineteen eighty-nine. You were eighty-nine draft. That's yeah, right. 89. He got the job in ninety-one. He got in eighty-nine. 89. That oh, he year. did. He got yeah. it in the
3: winter. He right after that game, he got <laughs> the job of the Dallas Cowboys. Wow. And uh, and I actually had Dave Wanstead come and work me out, and because obviously Jimmy had experience, Jimmy was actually the one that played me. When I was at the East-West Shrine Game, I was a, a Mike Backer. I think I've told Tony the story before. Well, when I went to the East-West Shrine Game, I played Mike Backer, outside linebacker, defensive end, and defensive tackle and nose tackle, all in that game. Wow, that was pretty cool, and uh, and it was great exposure for me. And thank you, I thank Jimmy to this day for giving me the opportunity to play, to move around, so many different positions to show what I may be able to do at the national football league level. So, because when I was at the the uh the Blue Gray game on Christmas Day, I was I was a middle linebacker and that was it. So, so it's cool.
4: Tallest middle linebacker ever.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> really <laughs> oh, pro- oh, prototypical you rangy. were, the pro- you were the prototypical middle rangy linebacker. Man. Well, what was the guy <laughs> um <laughs> Uh, wasn't Ted Hendricks? Yeah, Ted Hendricks. The same. Was a stork. <laughs> I mean, He's Stork. Yeah. He's He's a totally different level player than me. I'm not trying to compare myself to him, but he was one of those
2: taller backers.
4: Yeah, you know? I mean that's just you don't see guys 6'5", no. to your no. height as no. a middle linebacker. No. The
2: Pro Football Writers of America have announced their annual rookie awards, including the Rookie of the Year, Nick Bosa, the defensive end from the 49ers. The Offensive Rookie of the Year, Josh Jacobs from the Raiders, the running back. And the Defense Rookie of the Year, of course, uh, Nick Boza with the 49ers. They do have an all-rookie team as well by position. The Jaguars have two players on that list this year. Jawan Taylor, who played every snap this season at right tackle, and Josh Allen, the defensive end. Uh, congratulations to those Yeah, guys.
4: I would argue that uh, if you look at the numbers and the amount of wins, Gardner Minshew should have been the Rookie of the Year quarterback. Mm-hmm. Well, he played, what, 12 games I think would probably be the 12 games more touchdowns, less interceptions, uh close in yardage and had more wins in only 12 starts than anyone else did. And you're Kyler, talking about Kyler, he should
3: have been the starter on the on the PFWA all rookie team as yes, the right. quarterback.
4: And I could argue that he was, you could have argued that he was the offensive rookie of the year in the NFL if you looked at the entire entirety right. of what he did. Kyler now, Murray I'm got, fine with Josh Jacobs.
2: He yeah, he's really good. Oh, no, I'm
4: not saying yeah. like but you could have if, argued as if case. you want to look at the year, Gardner was better than Kyler Murray. Yeah,
2: Kyler got the, the quarterback spot.
4: I mean, he won more games.
3: Yeah, oh, no, he I'm had not, more I'm, touchdowns. I'm argue with you on that. I mean, less interceptions. Uh, like first well, overall pick in the draft is gonna is gonna get deference on that. Well,
4: we didn't ask. This isn't supposed to be the team of the highest draft picks. It's supposed I know to be who played the best, and I'm I think Gardner, man, had was better than Kyler Murray this year. I'm not saying he's gonna be a better player overall. I'm not gonna say like his potential is higher than Kyler Murray saying this year if you just look at the production he was better
3: can't argue with that
4: i mean he had. and here's the other thing how are you not on this team if you had the most rookie of the weeks in the nfl
2: that's what kind of confused me Well, there was a fan vote the rookie of the week thing so it was a okay. I think a pepsi deal or something and um and then it, where it, it ended up he wasn't even on that List, nominated for the player of the year for that, and he won the most of that, anybody. That's the part that I that's didn't stupid. get. stupid. He should have been on the list. I yeah. mean, look, if he doesn't
3: get it, I'm okay with that, yeah. but at least he should be on the
2: list. He won like eight of them or whatever. Seven. Um, Six seven. or seven. Yeah. Six or seven. Divisional. Hey, hey, by Re- the way, yes. Okay. Go, no, go, go ahead.
5: Go,
4: go to the divisional week, because it's about the same thing. Go yeah. Ahead. Ahead.
2: Divisional uh, results from last week. Well, there was some, um, I think the wild card weekend had a beat in excitement, but the Niners over the Vikings, the Titans over the Ravens, and a, a huge game for Henry again. The Chiefs-Texans game, I don't think we'll, we'll see one like that for a long time, and then the Packers knocked off the Seahawks. We didn't do very good on our picks. No, we did not. Um, just a, to let everybody know. But been, I, I
4: don't even remember who I picked. You, been a, you
3: picked all the home teams with the exception of the Seahawks, and I did the same thing.
2: And I'll say it's been a long sports week in the city of Houston. A championship weekend. The schedule coming up, the AFC Championship. And uh, what a game this is going to be. The Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs, 3.05 Eastern time kickoff at Arrowhead on Sunday. Then the NFC Championship game, Green Bay and San Francisco at 6.40 Eastern from Levi's Stadium in Santa Clara. Who do you like in these two?
4: Uh, I'm going to be doing the AFC Championship game. I'll be in the booth with Kevin Harlan. Um, so I'm excited about it. How's the weather going to be? I I refuse to look until the last minute because if it's bad, I don't want to get depressed. Okay. Um, but congrats on the call. That's, that's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun game. That game will be decided on how it starts. If Tennessee can get a lead, a 10-point, a 14-point lead, they will pound it and they will win the game because the Chiefs won't be able to hold up against – Derrick Henry in that rushing attack.
3: Tennessee can't play good enough defense. Well, they already beat Tennessee them. can't play good enough defense to stop them. They're, I know they they're did. They already it, beat them once. I know, but you go back to that. I game. I know they shouldn't have won. Pure luck. Okay, so but, you like the Chiefs? But yes.
4: okay, I'm telling you, it's gonna be. I, I, I like the Chiefs too. By the way, mm-hmm. I think it's gonna be close. Home teams, and I think San Francisco blows the doors off the of Packers. Wow. Yep.
2: yep. All right. They're not, to, they're not gonna be able to block that front. Nick Bosa is a beast coming up the Doug Marone show on the Jaguars radio network thank you for listening to Jaguars happy hour on the Jaguars digital network